Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the Relic Grind. Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix Podcast brought to you by Ready Chick Radio. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. As always, we've got Final Fantasy 14 recap news. We've got so much to go through, including a ton of stuff that Square Enix just, like, dropped this past week. Uh, and, obviously, we'll be talking about Pixels. That intro song does jam, chat. You are absolutely right. And if you want to be part of chat, if you're listening on Spotify right now or watching on YouTube, head on over to that website you see on the bottom of your screen there, readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. You'll see all the episodes available for the Relic Grind and also our Blizzard podcast, Snowbound, and our gaming uh, general gaming podcast, Gaming Gumbo. But more importantly, all the socials will be in the upper right-hand corner. Follow us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, subscribe, turn on those notifications, tell your friends. It's the best way you can support us if you like what we do and you want to see more of it, then give us a follow. And if you can make it live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, we'd love to have you. Chat is ready to go. They're pumped, the music. After the show, I'll play the whole song for you uh, because I have the licenses to do so. Word. <laughs> also on the line, ready to talk Square Enix and Final Fantasy stuff, Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Arkov is not feeling well today. He's been kind of ill. Ooh. So I've got, I got my nausea medication. I got my ginger ale. Because these Square Enix prices make me sick. <sighs> okay, so do you like really not feel well? Or was that a terrible setup for an equally terrible joke? Uh, yes, I'm not feeling well. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I used it for the bit. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. We could have given you tonight off or something. No, hell no. I'm you a want to bitch about pricing? I do too, and I know this yeah, gentleman does here because I'm friends with him on Facebook and on Twitter and behind the scenes, and he's mad. Yeah, I've, I've been bitching all day. Yeah, you have. What's <laughs> up, Adam Lane, aka Kronos? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna bitch some more, so <laughs> <laughs> you can you can light that fire, dude. I'm, I'm gonna keep it going. Yeah, there's gonna be, uh, I'm sure, a little bit of ranting in uh, in today's episode on maybe a couple of topics. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I do want to put this up for our Final Fantasy TCG fans. We do stream Final Fantasy, the trading card game, every Monday uh, on this channel, Twitch.tv/ReadyCheckRadio at 7 p.m. Eastern. It is always helping new players learn how to play, helping them learn how to use Octagon, helping them do deck building, taking challenges from the different Facebook groups or friends of uh, Kronos and I, you know, getting their challenges and trying to build decks around those and things like that. So if you want to learn how to play or just hang out with some great, great people, stop by on Mondays. But uh, today we've got a Legend Spoiled for Opus 14. That's the next set that's coming out. We've got pre-release in uh, about, a well, less than a month now since it's July 1st at the end of this month. And then the set drops in the first week of August. You're looking at a preview of the Light Legend from the set, a five-drop, uh, five-cost, 9,000-power forward Dragon Shinryu special category. So we don't have many special categories, but we do have a few. So this will go there. 
With the ability, when Shinryu enters the field, deal 10,000 damage to all the forwards of cost 3, 6, and 9 that the opponent controls. And at the beginning of main phase 1, during each of your turns, reveal the top card of your opponent's deck. If it's a forward, all the forwards opponent controls lose 7,000 power until the end of the turn. If it's not a forward, draw two cards. Holy balls. Like, there isn't wow. a bad thing about this card, besides maybe it not costing six <laughs> to, to, to duck under some third, certain things, like or, or costing four to get away from a Diabolos, right? Uh, all around, this is an awesome card. Now, it is light, so that does make it a little challenging to weave into or build an entire deck around. You can certainly put combo pieces with it, Kronos, you know doing a 7,000 power loss and then coming over the top with like a Revenant Wings or or a Pandemonium is pretty much going to be a board clear. Uh, comboing it with Lonnie, I think, is incredibly fun, right? <laughs> take a peek at the top card of the opponent's deck and do I want to play Lonnie this turn and take that card for me or not? I mean, oh, and by the way, if you don't do any power reduction to the board, go ahead and draw yourself basically four CP. Uh, that's nutty. That is nutty, Kronos. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it seems really good. Uh, I think if you're having trouble with Samurais, you play this dude. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he, he hits the relevant numbers, right? Yeah. He kills Saiyan, he kills Tenzin. I honestly think they were kind of like, all right, um, we yeah, got a it, problem it, with a few cards. It feels cards. targeted. Yeah, yeah it, it feels, feels targeted to very me. targeted. Uh, but no, it seems really strong. Like you said, it, it really doesn't really seem to be like a bad piece of text on it. Um, which is pretty awesome. I'm, I'm all for better light cards because I feel like dark always gets the uh, the better cards. I agree. Um, I agree. And so I think this like is cool. lately it's been oh you run yeah. light cards so three citra yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it seems like a pretty sweet ice card honestly. Just stick it in an ice deck deals with some things they have trouble dealing with. Yeah, it makes up time. for their kind of subpar legend that we got spoiled <laughs> a little while <laughs> ago too. What do you think, Tark? I know you're newer to the game, but you've been doing deck building. You're familiar with a lot more cards now, a couple months down the road than you were a few months ago. How does this yeah. kind of rub you? How's this dragon get you? I heard that minus 7,000 power and my jaw just dropped. Yeah, <laughs> that's just if it's a forward. That. And oh, like, oh, if it's wow. no, there's like no doubt. Like I was the first time I read this, I fully expected that after that line, like if it's a forward, they lose 7,000 power. I fully expected it to say a downside, right? Like if it's not a yeah, forward, no. your opponent can draw that card. Like I expected some type of downside. And then I'm like, oh, well shit, even if I don't decrease their power, I'm gonna go ahead and draw two cards. By the way, this is the beginning of my main phase one where I already just drew two cards for turn. Feels good. Hey, where's that Water Zidane legend? Where is he? Let's go ahead and put him in here. Try to deck uh, out. Deck it out. It's pretty awesome. So we are in spoiler season. Just giving you a taste. If you're not familiar with the game, obviously, come check it out. We'll be more than happy to answer new player questions and everything. On that, gentlemen, let's slide over and get into Final Fantasy XIV news first. Uh, again, not a lot of news. It's, it's getting a little slow as we approach November here, but we do have more details now about the 14-hour broadcast. We kind of speculated that, yeah, there's not probably going to be a whole lot of information, but there will be a lot of community stuff. That does seem to be the case. 
Of course, things do kick off after the introduction with a live letter from the producer. I don't think any of us is really expecting anything groundbreaking from that live letter, right? No. No, not really. I'm surprised that it looks like it's like an hour and a half long. I don't really know what they're going to talk about. Well, I mean, they do have two special guests coming. They have Yoko Taru, who's going to do a look back at the whole Yorha Dark Apocalypse uh, content, uh, and uh, Yosuke Saito uh, as well. So there is actually a forum post specifically for questions that you may have. So I, I'm thinking, Tark, they might actually sink more time into this than we maybe thought yeah. originally the, the they're gonna let this eat up half hour or something like that of that time uh, probably a huge large chunk of it because i don't know what else they're going to talk about really i mean they'll do a little recap right they'll do a little recap sure. of the end walker announcements again for those audiences that may not be watching certain other things and and whatever uh and then the rest of it yeah it is basically you know all community oriented there's a how do you like Heidelin piece there's uh, a soken piece as far as music the play-by-play -play on creating music i i actually really am interested in that unfortunately i'll be staying up till th like three in the morning or six in the morning or whatever it is to to go ahead and watch that uh tales of adventures hiroyuki versus yoshi p round nine after round eight was so long ago uh, but I do think it is interesting. There's also a live Q&A in here, Tark, where they're going to take questions from the the streams, whether they be Twitch or YouTube or whatever. I think we could, like, accidentally, in quotes, you know, when you're dealing with Yoshi P, yeah. accidentally, <laughs> maybe get a couple snippets of information there, right? Well, we've gone on record many times. He doesn't say anything that he's really not supposed to say. He's he's very deliberate with his words. So um, I think I'm sure he's gonna probably curate one or two questions that he wants to let slip. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, oh I wasn't, wasn't I supposed to say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it should be fun. I I don't know for our side of the of the old pond here, Kronos, like how much I'll actually stay up and watch probably very little of it you know maybe the live letter and then i'll catch i definitely want to watch the soaking thing so i will go and watch that later um mm. just because of you know i play piano and, and do music and stuff myself so that does interest me uh and maybe hit the q a we'll have some things to talk about i'm sure but i i just don't expect this to be anything more than a a celebration which is good uh, in its own right but not informative yeah no, they just need to tell me that I can turn in my tokens for my diamond mount. And I'll tune out. <laughs> just tell me that, and then I'm good. We are I'm getting another original soundtrack. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, Death Unto Dawn. It's the 5.x soundtrack, which I think is one of my favorites, probably. So, uh, obviously, I'll be picking it up. It does say, Tark... For us minion fans, that there is an in-game bonus item included. However, it does not specify what it is. So I'm kind of hoping it's not some just orchestral. I'm hoping you get a parasol. I'm hoping you get a parasol. I, I don't want there. it to be a, a, a equestrian scrolls, but I, I think it's going to be. Usually they, they usually do that. You get a parasol. You get a little umbrella. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Don't they use? They usually give you like a couple with that. Even when they give you like minions and stuff, they don't they usually give you like orchestral roles, like a few of them. 
not on the original ones. Well, obviously the the jukebox wasn't a thing in in some of the really really old ones. The art books are usually the ones that come with multiple things. The I'd have to go through the soundtracks. I have them all, but I I honestly don't remember if I've ever gotten one that had both minions and scrolls in it. I think it was always one or the other. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yes, I think the Pulse one came with like three orchestral rolls or something. Yeah. Uh, last thing, we are you know a little while in uh, now from the community uh, community streaming event, and we gave some initial thoughts on it, like the day it went live. Uh, this is the if you visit local or you visit uh, pre-designated streamers that Square Enix has partnered with and gift Twitch subscriptions to their channels, uh, you can earn yourself the big chocobo mount, the big black chocobo mount. Uh, or as Mr. Happy and, and his BBC. crew say, you just go ahead and ride around on your BBC. <sighs> yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Uh, you keep using that, that term. I do not think it means what you think it means. Um, <laughs> Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Uh, so the event has obviously kind of slowed down at this point. People are still doing it and, and gifting mm -hmm. it. But uh, the initial backlash, and we kind of expressed a few of those concerns, uh, particularly for friends of ours, um, uh, more directly toward friends of ours that are BIPOC uh, individuals that, you know, because it kind of seemed pretty generic. Uh, you know, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of diversity in the panels that were chosen. Uh, and some streamers, you know, felt left out, and some people have as fans felt like their favorite streamers were left out and people wanted to know why the selection process was made the way it was, what were the criteria. There was speculation about if you had ever streamed and used ACT on your stream that you were just, you weren't yeah. going to be considered for this. Uh, a lot of speculation and concern and disappointment, you know, and rightfully so for a number of streamers who you would think, you know, you would think Sly would make the list, right? I mean, you just, yeah. If, I was surprised. Yeah, if you had to pick North American stream, and and by no means am I pointing out Sly directly and only Sly. There are a lot of people that I can think of that I'm like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't make the list here. Um, Bird, uh, uh, Bird of Chess is is going to be on the show uh, upcoming in a couple of weeks. She wasn't on the list. I mean, there were a lot of people left out. I, I know, Tark, last week you brought up uh, Work to Game and Ginger Prime. Uh, and yeah, I, certainly in my book, if I'm making the list deserving of being there for the amount of content and the amount of support and uh, the amount of intelligent critique. Like, I think you need to oh, be yeah. able to critique your favorite things without all of a sudden, you know, them saying, well, no, they just say bad things about us. Uh, these aren't streamers that do that. Uh, it hasn't, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. It hasn't gotten better, Kronos. I thought that they would see that feedback immediately and go, you know, right, you know what? We missed We missed the boat on a couple of this, couple of things. Um, let's go ahead and rectify it. And I know your concern was if they wait too long to add them, then everybody that wanted to gift $20 to a channel already gifted $20 to a channel. Mm -hmm. Um then I saw other things where maybe this event should have been geared towards um, smaller content creators, you know, and not to put our channel out there. I've personally covered Final Fantasy for eight or nine years now since before it was even a Realm Reborn. 
But to be fair, I've also done it on a number of channels. Uh, so I certainly didn't expect Ready Check Radio to be on here or anything. But if you look at smaller channels that do consistent content, um, why weren't they rewarded? Or they should have been spotlighted over bigger channels that have more established following. So a lot of opinions on this right now. I do think we should get ours on the record now. We gave some initial ones. We were giving Square Enix a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that they were going to rectify the situation on last show. I'm wondering now, a week later, where do you stand? Tark, we'll start with you. I think the idea was good, innocent, like they have the right uh, intentions. Um, Execution-wise, maybe it was just a lack of clarity on what, how you got into this program and those that are left off. So I think that's part of the issue that is arising here. Uh, I, Sly being left off, Worked a game, Bird of Chess, a couple of others. You know, I, I I went onto their channels and all I did was say thank you. I don't need this mount, but here's a gift sub anyways. Um, I wanted to show them support even though they weren't part of this program. Um, yeah, there's just something just didn't click right. Um, like good intentions, but not executed well. Kronos, where are you sitting on this a week later now that you have some, some time to marinate and see how it all played out? Yeah, I think, I think Tark brought up a good word, right? That uh, I think Square struggles with a lot and across a lot of things they do, and that's transparency. Um, I think you know the things that we really like from fourteen, like the like the live letters and stuff. That we like that because it's transparent, right? We, we get to see like, and it feels like they're kind of talking to us. And this felt like they didn't. They kind of just like we're like, hey, here's some people that we picked, and they're going to be our streams. And like you said, like it's kind of, the fact that it's not kind of diverse kind of rubs me the wrong way. And the fact that it didn't really seem like they tried to rectify it rubs me the wrong way. I think it was a great idea. Um, and I'm happy for the people that benefited from it. I think I saw Happy Absolutely. had something like 17,000 subs or something crazy, which is nuts. So I'm happy for him. Like, he deserves that. Um, but it just makes me sad that, like, other people aren't included that feel like they should be. It it, it felt like it was limited to maybe, like, an arbitrary number. They didn't. They, there's just no clarity. I think yeah. that's my biggest problem with it yeah. is, is the clarity of it. Um, and, I, and I see Square do this with other things, too, and, and it makes me upset. But, uh, I, like I said, I think the idea was great. And I agree with Tark. I think the execution was poor. Yeah, and, and chat's talking about, like, you could have used this to spotlight smaller creators, and that's that's something, you know, uh, that I've seen a lot of, too. And there's nothing saying that you, you know, you can't support both. You know, Tark, you just made the point, Prismine making the point in chat, that, like, you can go to Bird of Chess's site and throw a sub, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can go to Sly's site during one of his, his music festivals and throw a sub and just say, hey, thanks. Um yeah, you're not going to get fireworks or a chocobo mount for doing that. But if you have the time and a spare five bucks, go, go ahead and, and, and toss it to your favorite creators because some of them, um, you know, obviously not in our positions where we're like, yeah, we didn't expect to get picked. So <laughs> we're not all that upset about it. But there are some people that have more of a relationship with Square Enix, a working relationship, and have been doing this for a long time that we're kind of stunned not to see their names on that list. I also saw uh, the idea that maybe uh, it should have been done in a, you know what? Go to anybody's channel that is playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and just blanket it yeah, on, on the was... Twitch category, not a subset of the streamers for the community. Go to your favorite 14 content creator 
And while they're playing 14, if you gift them four subs, you will get this key. Now, I understand logistic-wise, you know, them Square working with Twitch, maybe something like that didn't work or, or wasn't exactly what they were planning to do or whatever. Because, yes, at the end of the day, this is marketing, right, Tark? You, yep. you do have to respect that, yes, it is beneficial to the streamer. Yes, it is a way for Square to get eyeballs on people that have been creating content for a while. And earn them a little money in the process without Square being like, hey, Tark, here's a $20,000 check for just being a great community guy, which all of a sudden makes every opinion you ever give from here on out suspect. <laughs> right? <laughs> that happy guy, so sus. Right, he's so <laughs> sus, so sus. So, like, there's there's other ways they, they could, have, could have done this mm -hmm. that I think would have been perceived a little bit better, a little better. My only hope is that maybe this is just the first time around. They do this again, and some of the people that are well, most of the people that were on it this time aren't on it next time, and they have a, a more diverse set uh, and different people going on the next time around. I don't know, but that would be nice to think. Yeah, uh, and a chat bringing up some good points here, too. I'm not going to get into names because I also believe that the other side of this is there is absolutely zero reason to be saying anything negative about the people that were on the list. Oh, absolutely not. You know, it's, yeah, it's not. They deserve, they yeah, deserve it. Yeah, they didn't, like, throw money at Square to say, put me on the list or anything. But mm -hmm. I do think there is validity to the <laughs> Hype Mangoes. Mango changed their name. Now it's Hype Mangoes. Uh, anyway, I do think there's validity to some of the concerns that, hey, this person here isn't predominantly a 14 streamer. And in fact, they haven't streamed 14 in a while. You know, they play a totally yeah. different game. There's people that we all know on this panel that actually haven't streamed at all in quite a while, but also made the list. So there are those odds and ends. And yeah, Prismine, I get it, that it could be abused. You know, where, okay, I'm just gonna set my channel to 14, whether or not I'm playing 14 and try <laughs> to suck up subs. I get it. There's always gonna be ways to game certain systems. Um, but I think the little more thought needed to, to go into this. Last opinion on this, because I want somebody that I was talking to online. I don't know them personally. They, you know, through Twitter, how it is, you know. Uh, we had a great conversation about this, uh, but they didn't like this event at all. Not for the list or the lack of clarity on the list or anything. They didn't like the event at all or for the lack of, you know, diversity on the panel. None of this. <laughs> oh, Mango, we love you. Um, we uh, their their point though was that this was kind of just like give streamers cash the event, uh, and oh, they, okay. that kind of rubbed them the wrong way. Uh, that this was more just throw money at streamers the event, and it felt kind of slimy, kind of grimy to them. Uh, I personally don't feel that way, but again, one of those valid points, and I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong for thinking that. I, I don't happen to feel that way, but I can't say that you're wrong for thinking that, Kronos. Yeah, I can't really say they're that wrong either. I mean, to me, I see it more like they're giving back. Um, I mean, it is money, you know, and yeah, um, and it is for, like, a, an exclusive item. I mean, it, 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 was, it happened before, but, you know, now it's back, I guess, in this regard. But um, I don't know. I, I saw it more as giving back, but I can't really say that I disagree 100% with what they're saying. I mean, because so, that is kind of what it is. 
So it's weird though, Tark, isn't it? Because like if Square, we just made fun of it, right? If Square cuts Tark yeah. off a check for $20,000, then he comes on this show, you automatically go, yeah, I don't know. Well, Square gave him $20,000 and I'm sure he wants to get that $20,000 next year or something like that. So biased. But, <laughs> but do you feel the same way when it's like, well, Square didn't give Tarkov the money, but they essentially yeah. did by putting his name on this list. Like, do you feel the mm -hmm. same way then? No, I, I don't feel that way about this uh, promotion at all. I think it's a, a give back. Thank you for promoting us. Thank you for building us up from the disaster that was 1.0 for being with us and, and producing content for us. Free marketing. Here's, here's something back to you. That's how I felt about the whole thing. No worry about anybody's. Nobody's been bought. <laughs> no. No. Like, guys, any by the way, if you're one of those people on the internet that thinks that about certain things, let me let me give you a little sneak into the backside of stuff here. From somebody who's been doing this for a decade and work and running a website that does this for a decade that does first looks and shit. Ain't none of them paying us. Ain't none of them paying us. The best you'll get is a free copy of something <laughs> to review it. That is the best you will get. That is different, by the way, from a sponsorship deal. I'm not talking about those, and those should be fully disclosed. But yeah, asterisks, yeah, asterisks, asterisks, sponsored content. <laughs> yeah, I always love that. Well, I thought this was a decent free-to-play game on MMO Bomb. Oh, they bought Mike off. Yeah, they, they <laughs> totally bought me off for a first-look video that's 15 minutes long uh, on, hey, this is actually a kind of decent game. Uh, Jason Winter, Square can give me 20k and I'll come on and say nice things about the Pixel remake. Yeah, I'll, I'll shill for them if they pay me. <laughs> Bunch of sellouts, man. Bunch of sellout co-hosts. They're just like, yeah, send me the check. Come on. We'll let Mike be the we'll let Mike be the bad guy. <laughs> Instead of Tarkov Gaming, it's Tarkov shilling. <laughs> S-E Tarkov Gaming. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's speaking of pixels, let's kind of slide into some other Final Fantasy and Square Enix related news. But first, chat, we got to hold these two accountable. We got to hold these two gentlemen accountable. Tarkoth, we're going to start with you, buddy. Promises okay. made, promises delivered. Have you played the Yuffie DLC for Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake? Not only did I play it, I beat the minigame, I did the uh, side quest in Sector 7, and I got through normal mode. Good times. Oh, all right. So now what are your opinions of it? Now you can actually give them. Uh, I like the counterbalance between Yuffie and Sonin as far as their attitudes. Um, you know, in Yuffie's, she's, she's manic. She's just all over the place, you know, crazy, crazy girl. Um, Sonin being a more calm and level-headed kind of, was a nice counterpart, counterbalance to her. Uh, I like the combinations between Yuffie and Sonin. Um, some of the stuff like the last boss, Nero, like where does that whole thing come about? Like I'm, I have not played the entire compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Um, so I'm sure there's some stuff there, but I didn't understand like, why are we even fighting this guy? Why, what's his purpose? Yeah, he's pretty cool. It was a pretty crazy fight. Um, but there's some parts where I was just lost. But overall, 
I gave it uh, about an eight out of ten. So worth a buy. If if yes, you, if you enjoyed remake, it's definitely worth a buy. Twenty bucks, I, I feel, is worth it. All right, all right. Chronos, congrats on your PlayStation Five arriving. Thank you. Yay. Saw all the pictures. Saw all the pictures. Yeah. Did you play the uh, DLC? I have played Fort Condor a lot. <laughs> I, have, I haven't so much. Play, I haven't beat the DLC yet, but I've played Fort Condor a lot. I actually uh, like that mini game. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. And and by the way, I highly highly recommend that you do not play Dirge of Cerberus to understand what is happening. Yeah, uh, okay. just, don't just don't Thanks. do it. Don't. Um, just don't. It's, it's not yeah, worth it. It is totally not worth it. Uh, but that's where that character comes from. Um, gotcha. And I mean, yeah, I'm I'm having fun with it playing the game again. Um, I'm still a little bitter that it's only on PlayStation Five, but. I have one now, so I get to play it. But uh, yeah, the Four Condor mini game is awesome, though. Sir, I do like the Four Condor chat. I love Dirge of Cerberus. You're a terrible person. You're a terrible <laughs> that's, person. That's a bannable offense. You know what? I'm, if you want to unfollow <laughs> right now, you unfollow right now. You do you, boo. I'm. <laughs> you no, know I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding. Hey, I mean, hey I'm, I'm not hating. Dude. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. It's just... You know what um, Four Condor is, right? It's Lord of Reminion, but simplified. Oh, it's it's. Kind of dumbed, I don't think simplified is the word. It's kind of dumb, way dumbed down. <laughs> like, way dumbed down. It's not simplified. But it's fun in its, it in its iteration. I've watched it. That. Like I haven't played the DLC yet. You guys know I'm just like waiting for a, that to be on sale or something. I can't support that okay. at the at the full price. I'll I'll take your words for it. It looks fun. I've watched you know, a couple different streamers play it. So, Atark, I poked in on you a little bit. So, oh, uh, well, I mean, I got to support the brothers, right? Um, Kronos, did you try the Neo demo? I know that's one I, you were I looking at. Yet. Yeah, I haven't played that yet. Uh, oh, I've got something on them then. Yeah, so. no, I so I got the PS5 in. Like, you, it took so long for me to install Final Fantasy VII Remake on that thing. Oh, yeah. It was you have no, oh, my God. Yes, yeah. um, And so, like, by the time, because the funny thing was, I was going to install that. I bought Spider-Man on sale, so I was going to play that first. But then Final Fantasy VII took so long to install. I was like, I'm definitely just going to play this first. I, I haven't played really, other than like, you know, playing on my PC, playing fighting games, I haven't played anything else other than the remake DLC. Dark, what'd you think? For Neo? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I didn't know what to expect from it. I love the artwork. Uh, the voice acting seems pretty solid. Uh, the combat, while basic at first, um, I'm finally getting in the flow of it and building up those uh, chains, and the music's pretty hype. The music is definitely hype. By the way, not Square Enix related. The music is also hype in Scarlet Nexus. I started streaming that on this Ooh. channel yesterday. The music is phenomenal, and the combat is just getting better and better as we play. So, definite some fun there. Uh, last week, we did mention that they're going to have a mana stream, a mana series anniversary stream. That did happen. Uh, and initially, so you may not... <laughs> Depending on what coverage you read on this topic, you might not know that something we said will probably happen uh, on last week's show did in fact happen. Because if you read the actual press release, right? The actual press release from Square Enix on this, they talk about the Trial of Mana remake, right? They mm -hmm. talk about a new free-to-play action RPG coming to mobile in 2022 called Echoes of Mana. They talk about the Legend of Mana, the Teardrop Crystal anime series. Uh, and then they talk about Legend of Mana, the remastered edition of the fourth installment of the Mana series now being available, right? Plugging the, the newest remake. 
And that's it. That's it. So you would be forgiven if you just read the official press release, if you did not also know that our prediction is true. There is going to be a new game in the Mana series. Why was it not mentioned in the press release? Because it was just barely mentioned in the stream. <laughs> it was just barely mentioned in the stream. Those looking for a, this is what was said, those looking for a new Mana console game will have to wait a little longer. Oemada confirmed during the anniversary live stream that there is a new Mana series game for console in development, but that fans will have to wait for a full announcement. That was it, Kronos. <laughs> like, all well and good on the other stuff. Celebrate the remasters that came out. I don't know how you feel about the mobile one. Like, uh, again, none of us are... None of us are huge mobile guys, so maybe we're not the we're definitely not the audience for this. But I gotta say, the trailer looks good. Uh, I don't really expect anything different from Square, but the trailer I think does look good. Uh, and yeah, they just kind of squeaked in there with that. Yeah, we're working on something, but we're not ready to announce it yet. I thought that this, when they showed the trailer that it was going to be for a new meta game. I, I thought like, oh, so this too. looks really cool. I and then so I, this, and then I saw mobile, and I was like, nope, you lost me. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh I, I just don't like mobile as a platform. I don't. I anybody that's hyped for this, I'm, I'm happy for them. But mobile as a platform just doesn't do it for me. So I'm kind of. I wish this was just a console game. I would probably play it. Well, uh, but gonna, I'm excited about the new one. Yeah, so. we just have forever to wait for it. Yeah. I don't know, but it's coming. Tark, you're you're more mobile than any of the rest of us on the panel here. You, you've done more, yeah. you've done uh, you, you've got your games that you do actually play consistently. You've done the battle royale and everything. I mean, look at the trailer. This looks beautiful. This the, the art, yeah. I love this art style. Um, I, you I know wish me, I'll try I'll try anything from Square Enix, even if it is mobile. I might ditch it real quick, but <laughs> you know, if it's a big hot piece of pile of garbage, but you know, I'll give it a try. Well, I mean, so I I do have concerns, right? Square does not have the, let's say, the That's, best history when it comes to monetizing free-to-play mobile games. They've done best. some well, but they've also done some really badly. And in fact, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about them doing it so badly later they get in trouble with the law. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. This is going to be a free-to-play game on mobile. This is not, you know a $10 product and you own it, they are planning for this to be free to play. So I am shaking a little bit, Tark. Yeah. Uh, and again, the, the monetization is where you, if, if you do it right and you're not, what's the word? Uh, predatory uh, in your tactics for your monetization, um, then I can get behind your product and play a little bit more and maybe throw a couple bucks your way um, if I find that I've gotten the, the worth out of the game. Um, so Dissidia, Opera Omnia, that, that's one where I've, I've shelled out maybe 20 bucks, you know, little something, because I got six months worth of fun out of that game. Um, but other games like um, Sucker. one that we're going to talk about later, um, games that like one, we're going to talk about one later that uh, fought the law and the law won, you know, that one, I ditched that one after like a week or two. So Oof. there was also an interview uh, done on uh, Prima Games. Boy, I haven't heard that name in a while. 
<laughs> the Prima Games guide. The legend with uh, Legend of Mana producer uh, Masaru Oemada. Talk, yeah, and it's kind of a neat interview. Like, if you're into the Legend of Mana and the remake that they just did, there's some nifty insight there on like why they brought the the series back. Uh, Ring Ring Land being added, that is not something that if you played the original PlayStation 1 version here in North America was included in the game then. Uh, so why decide to include it? Talking about rearranging the soundtracks. One of the, the, there's two things that I thought were really interesting in this interview. And if you guys have something extra, then by all means too. But I thought this was a brilliant question for this type of remaster. Uh, Legend of Mana includes some pretty incredible background art through the game. And when you think about it, a lot of that is like hand-drawn background mm -hmm. art with the tools that were available at the time. So how they asked, how are assets like that remastered? Uh, and they said, the data for the background art in Legend of Mana was originally created based on illustrations. We adjusted those to match HD resolution and supplemented points that were too small to be discernible in the original resolution while making sure to avoid interfering with how players had envisioned them. And I got to say, I haven't beaten the game. I'm not even all that far into it, but I did get it and have started playing it. It looks just as beautiful, like, conceptually. Obviously, it's better resolution and high, de high def and all that stuff. But conceptually, it still looks exactly the way it looks in my head when I think back on that game, Dark. <laughs> Isn't that the way of things, though? That looks just like I imagined it from way back when I played it 15 years ago. But it does look beautiful. It definitely does. Um, the other thing that I thought was awesome, just a real quick here, the real quick question. They said, what are some of the team's favorite aspects of Legend of Mana in general? This is probably the best answer. It's one sentence. If you've played the game, it's probably going to be your answer, too, after you hear it. And that is the shy little cactus who you may have forgotten all about. He said, I think I would have to say little cactus diary. It's so soothing. And honestly, until I started playing it again, I totally forgot about the shy little cactus. Aww. Look at him. Look at these just so happy. <laughs> and the little diaries, they are soothing. They're something that you read throughout the game, you know, little bits of, uh, of separate lore. But Shy Little Cactus is the shit, Kronos. That's awesome. I mean, it's cool. I'm glad it's y'all's favorite thing of the game. I, I mean, I think it's cool. It's not my favorite part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome, though, and I think it is cool that it is one of the things that they look back on fondly, too. Yeah. I love the Mana series. I love it. Oh, it's it's warms the heart when you play one of those games. Uh, so speaking of mobile, though, what do you think of this? Uh, deep insanity. Like, honestly, I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, they just revealed it not too long ago. Deep insanity, a new media mix project with game, anime, and manga. So kind of going the, the entire way that Scarlet Nexus is going right now. This is another iOS and Android thing, but for Kronos and I, old men... Uh, this one will be available on PC via Steam as well. A pre-registration has started now for a beta session that will launch uh, tomorrow in Japan. Release window is later uh, this year, September of 2021. And honestly, I didn't even know this was a thing. 
Like this totally missed my radar. What do you guys think though? It looks interesting. If it's on PC, I might try it. I also didn't know anything about it until you uh, put it in here. So JRPG. I'm all about the JRPGs, especially if it's from Square. Um, and if it's on Steam, I will try it there. I'll try that versus mobile any day. Here's here's <laughs> a little like synopsis for you, right? The game yeah. is set on a version of Earth in which people are being infected by the Randolph Syndrome, a contagious disease that makes them fall in, into an irreversible coma. At the same time, mutated people start to appear, and the issues are linked to the discovery of a vast underground water or vast underground world under Antarctica, containing life forms different from the surface and unknown resources. In order to cure the Randolph Syndrome and to gain access to those resources, Humanity starts looking into the abyss stretching out below. Now, no Western lease release is 100% confirmed for this, but I got to believe that this is coming West, Tark. I mean, this their whole initiative over like the last year has been push the mobile market hard. Uh, yeah. I, this has got to come West. Maybe it won't be in September when it comes out in, in Japan, but it'll, it'll be here. I got to believe that. I, I hope so. Um, but at least it's a Japan's a test bed. If it does well there, you know, we can say, "Hey, definitely come here." And if it doesn't, keep it there. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I'd pay twelve to eighteen dollars for a decent JRPG. Oh, no. yeah. No. No. Stop. Stop. No, he. I. I get what he's saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd pay twelve to eighteen dollars for a new <laughs> decent RPG. Play yeah. it on new, Steam. New. New, decent, new. The keyword is new. <sighs> All right. I guess we should get down to it, right? <laughs> yeah. We've gotten a lot more pi uh, information on the Pixel Remaster series. So first off, they have a release date. Well, some of them have a release date. Uh, we will be seeing... <laughs> I don't I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> 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 Honestly, don't want to. I asked Happy what he thought of them. He's like, I think they look great. I think they look great. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Now, granted, some of us have the ability to write these things off uh, as taxes, uh, but, you know, and he'll probably get it free from Square anyway, so whatever. Um, totally sus. Yeah, a little, little sus. I would not trust that dude's opinions. I would absolutely <laughs> not trust that dude's opinions. Uh, the, I'm kidding. The first three are set to release on July 28th, so in a few weeks for Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and then we will see the other ones later. And, yeah, we get this first off, we get this little trailer, right? We get this little trailer, which is better than the first trailer we got, but still not a great trailer. Um and then we got some pictures. I think we go here first. So this is from three. Uh, and I gotta say, you know what? It, I I'm not I'm not unhappy with the way it looks. You know, I like the sprites and stuff. I, I arguably I might have a little more nostalgia love for the older versions than these, but they look fine. The font is fucking terrible, though. Really? Yeah. Bad. Yeah, what is. is with this like ultra HD font on this sprite based stuff, Kronos? This just looks horrible. 
yeah I, I think that's the the biggest thing the point i've seen from even the people that like are talking about buying these uh is that how bad the font looks so i'm sure someone will fan patch it but it is a preferred <laughs> font that looks better um but yeah I, I just i don't understand they like the font is such an easy thing to change like i don't understand it is they have to change this they have to change it it looks awful it looks awful all right on the topic of these games in general, I'm going to say there is an audience for them that I don't think will complain about any of the things that we've complained about or will complain about. That audience will be the ones that never played these and have no other way to play them right now. They have no interest in buying an NES and a cartridge or taking the time to I don't know. What are those things called when you... I don't know. Maybe you could do it online or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I think that option's cheap, too. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, whatever. I mean, you got to install some things. But whatever. Um, but don't want to take the time to do that. Or would rather just play an official version. And to be honest, a lot of the mobile slash Steam ports aren't that great anyway. Uh, you know, in fact, they are so bad in some cases that Square is going to stop selling the five and six remasters, uh, completely, completely. They're being delisted on the 27th, the day before, hmm, hmm, <laughs> the day before one, two and three release. And those people probably aren't even going to care about the prices because for those types of people, $12 to play an iconic RPG and get that experience that you you can't really say that's a bad bargain. Like nobody I'm not looking at Final Fantasy 1 and saying that's not worth 12 bucks. If you've never played it and you want to experience that, 12 bucks is a pretty reasonable rate. If you are somebody like the large portion of the audience that would buy these that owns these in multiple formats already, I think that's when the gripes start coming in, Tark. Maybe not that new person that wants to experience these for the first time. Yeah, my gripe is I'm not touching this. I'll go get my PSP and I'll go play on that because <laughs> I ain't shelling out for this half measure of... I, just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It feels grimy. The price, to me, seems too high. But of course, again, I've purchased it in multiple forms already. I if it was at five bucks, I'd I'd pick it up. Twelve bucks, hell no. Hell yeah, no. and here's the thing, Kronos. That twelve dollar fee <laughs> That twelve dollar fee is just Final Fantasy One. Final and Fantasy and and Man, my God, let me keep talking. <laughs> and okay. Final Fantasy Two. I'm in attack mode, I'm sorry. You are. You are. <laughs> however, however, Final Fantasy 3 is going to be priced at 17.99. Oh my god. At 17.99. Can we stop here? Like are we done? Yeah. What's the next topic? Are we done? 4, 5 and 6. Also 17.99 a piece. Nope. A piece. Nope. But what, what if I told you they come with an official soundtrack and a wallpaper for your computer? 
Yeah. Sweeten the pot? Good deal? In order of four, five, and six, August 19th, September 9th, and September 30th are the release dates. There at that point will also be, oh God, we called this too. A bundle for all six <laughs> priced at a 22% discount for a little while. We don't know how long. Of $74.82. $74.82. All right, Kronos, your tits are angry. I'm just going to let you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you, you've said oh, yeah. a lot of it already, right? Um, so, like, I think if all of these had been $12, I'd probably have less of an issue. I think that's still overpriced, but eh. when you get up to, like, the $18 ones, it just feels really bad. And and I, and I know the defense a lot of people have taken is, like, well, you get these great 40-hour RPGs that has to be worth $18, right? And it's like, I mean, I get like you said, for the people who have never played these games before... It's really hard for me to tell them, like, hey, don't buy this. Don't play these games because this is overpriced. Because to them, yeah, they're they're probably getting 40 to 60 hours per game. Nah, some some on the lower end, but like when you get to like five and six, like those are pretty long if you take your time. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're getting like money's worth, but like for like like you said, like for me, for someone who's bought these time and time again, who would have definitely just bought it if it was like reasonably priced. Uh, it it kind of makes me upset. Um, and then I see like a lot of other people were like, well, if you buy the cartridge version of, of six, that's like $300. And well, I'm yeah, like, if well, you buy the cartridge version of anything that was yeah, even yeah. remotely decent in the and, 80s at this point, you're going to spend more than $70. And like mm -hmm. that, that price isn't determined by Square. That's like a collector thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. they have the opportunity to like make these reasonably affordable for people and I understand like $10 isn't a ton of money but like for these it just feels like they're, they're gouging to me and, 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 I hate and I hate it and and like Tark touched on it earlier like they're calling these remasters what what are they remastering I don't even know like the, the sprites look worse to me maybe a little yeah. bit brighter um, smoothing the edges uh, I, I just I don't know and and I'm sure people are gonna get upset because I'm mad about it. And like, it's great that people are gonna get to play these games, but it just frustrates me that like, if this had been like like we said last week, if they had just released these for like five bucks a piece, you have a bundle, you get them all for thirty bucks. I think that would be an insane great deal. And like, I would recommend that to everybody. I would have but, shelled out my money already. But like seventy five dollars for all these, and that's a discount. Yeah. Yeah, medic asking what's the full price after the sale. They they don't give us a full price. They just say seventy four eighty two, and that's at a twenty two percent discount. That would be about a ninety five dollar original price to put you at seventy four and change after a twenty two dollar twenty two percent discount. So like ninety five bucks uh, is what they're planning to be the MSRP on the full bundle with no discount. Uh, yeah, I, I hate this too. I actually, I don't agree with Kronos on the sprites. I, I'm going to say that I agree with you. I prefer the original sprites, mm -hmm. but I don't think these ones look bad. Okay, let me, let me rephrase. Okay. Does it feel like an upgrade? I think it does to a certain extent. Okay. Like I, I didn't okay. expect like a whole big HD, you know, 3D model remake. Right, and then, right. But I do think it looks better. Okay. Uh, there is too much nostalgia love in me 
for those originals to like mm -hmm. these better or to think they're prettier than the originals. I will always think that the originals look better, but I will also say 20% yeah. of that, I will agree, is probably my nostalgia for what those graphics looked like at the time too. So yeah. I'm yeah. not about, I'm, I'm not like, I would buy these. Mm -hmm. I would, Me too. Not yeah. at these prices. This nope. is 100% something that, as much as I might like to have these on Steam, so that I don't have to pull out the the original NES or or the Retron or the Super Nintendo and and hook it up and get find the cartridges. Okay, well hold on because I've got my sealed box cartridge and my regular box and everything, and then my cartridge only. Let me go, you know, whichever one I'm. Gonna, instead of having to go through that, I'd love to just boot up Steam and play it. Uh, I'm not paying seventy. I'm gonna wait till this is like humble bundled, or <laughs> or something. Because I can't imagine it's going to stay that price for, for all that long, Tark. Yeah, as soon as people don't buy it, yeah, it's going to drop down the price. Oh, maybe we made a mistake. If they had done like a true remaster, what they're doing with Dragon Quest Three, you know, I'd shell out 40 bucks for that. But this is just kind of a, a, a paint over, you know, a gloss. You know what? There, There's one not... of them, too, that I agree with you there. There's one of them that if you wanted to charge a few extra bucks for one of them, I could understand that because it was not available here in cart form in the in North America. It didn't make any of the anthologies or chronicles PS1 discs back in the day, and that'd be Final Fantasy V, right? We we didn't see that one. And three. Well, yeah, but we did. We saw three later in handheld, didn't we? True. Yeah. It, it technically it's like the 3D remake, so right, we, right. we never actually got the original one. Like in, but yeah, yeah, we did. We did get three. We never. We never got five. You're right. Five. The only five we got was the shitty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one. Mobile. The, the PS1 mobile, version. No, the mobile one. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it, it was... part of the PS anthology? No, yeah. it was. That's four, four and six. So it was four and six, uh -huh. and one and two, right? Uh, yeah, and then one of one, one of them was three and Chrono Trigger. Yeah, the other one was three and Chrono Trigger. Yeah, five actually never. There was like a fan translation that was like the way to play it for a while. That was the first time I played it, and we didn't really get it until the crappy uh, mobile one, I think. Which are gonna get removed from the store. Which I mean, those do suck. I'm not gonna lie; like those are not great. But yeah. <laughs> Tark Tark disappeared. <laughs> He's disappeared. He doesn't believe us. <laughs> Final Fantasy Anthology. Final Fantasy V and Final Fantasy VI. Okay. I thought it was uh, six and four. Uh, now I'm looking yeah. it up. I thought it was two. Yeah, four came with Chrono, Chrono Trigger and five and six were bundled together. Yeah. But that has the... Uh, the in, doesn't that have like the crappy translation? And the loading was just atrocious too. The loading so. was terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Onion Chronicles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My bad. My bad. Thank you, Tark, for clarifying there. It still sucks ass. It yes, still sucks it ass. It still doesn't solve Concur. the problems here. Still nope, doesn't solve doesn't. the problems. Uh, speaking of remasters, Game Rant uh, did a list where they put the top 10 Square Enix games that need a desperately need a remaster. Uh, number 10 was Final Fantasy Tactics. It was number 10. Others included Dragon Quest IX in the ninth spot, Chrono Trigger in the eighth spot, Front Mission Five, Parasite Eve, Dawn of Mana, which I'm sure we'll get at some point now, uh, Dragon Guard, Radiata Stories, the Musashi series, and Dungeon Siege 3, Vagrant Story, nowhere to be found on this list. 
uh, tar- uh, tactics in 10th. Uh, do you agree with any of this list, Dark? <laughs> <laughs> with the list in general, mostly. Not necessarily the order, though. I don't need a Dungeon um, Siege 3 remake, and I certainly I know. don't need I don't it know as why the number on one spot of Yeah, I what... don't know why that's... No. The game isn't all that old. It was on the Xbox 360. I will say with um, number four, Drakengard would be with the love and the attention that Nier's been getting. I would love to see uh, Drakengard 1 and 3 uh, get remastered and be brought forward kind of complete the story. Yeah, but I'm going to let you know. Did you play them? They need to remake them. Yeah, uh, one, that, yes. that needs to be a full yeah. remake, not just a yeah. remaster. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, Dragon, Dragon Guard was a remaster versus remake. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon, Dragon Guard was, was a little rough. rough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Parasite I knew that. definitely. I got, I, got all the, I got all the endings on that. Yeah. I, I do agree the, that Dragon Guard would be an interesting one for them to remake, though. Especially like with how Nier's blown up now. I think people are interested, would be interested in playing one and three, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm of the side, I don't really want them to remake Tactics and Chrono Trigger because I think they're already perfect games. I want to so see Tactics remade. I'm with you on uh, Chrono Trigger. Leave that one alone. Yeah. But I'd love but, yeah, I mean, like You can't screw I, up Tactics. Just do the I'd same thing. Yeah, I'd play both of them. Don't get me wrong. I just to me, it's like I can still go back and play those, and I have no issue. But um, how is that not on Steam? By the way, you no got idea. me, dude. Uh, Epic Game Store no for it. <laughs> like, how is Tactics not on Steam? I don't, I don't know. Near Reincarnation comes out for mobile devices July twenty eighth. Yay! I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm not. I as much as I love near mainly for the story because it's supposed to be canon. So. Yeah, everything's canon with Yoko Taro. 14's canon. Uh, the internet was a little confused this week, gentlemen, when Square Enix sent out surveys <laughs> that apparently people were like, "Wait, wait, wait a minute! Uh, that game's not even announced." <laughs> uh, because the question on this survey to customers was, "Which of the following video games that are releasing have you heard of?" And on that survey, Grand Theft Auto 6 had made the list. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard of an announcement on that. I, have you? I have not. I mean, it's safe oh. to assume that there's going to be one. We saw the rest of the internet arguing at one point that it wasn't going to be until 2026 that we would see that based on some leaked <laughs> information. Whether or not it's true, who knows? But... Yeah, so I, I guess it's safe to say which of the following game upcoming games because it is upcoming at some point and have you heard of it but yeah so people thought maybe Square Enix had went ahead and leaked the fact that Grand Theft Auto 6 was around the corner so there's that maybe oops like I don't know I, I don't know I don't I know if they were just I don't, maybe they were just making the assumption, like, "Hey, this game is going to come out." You know, I, I don't know. Well, isn't uh, like, isn't GTA Five supposed to like re-release on the PS Five? They uh, haven't done that again. yet. Not uh, yet. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like Skyrim at this point. Yeah, yep, it, it is. It like, is. It, it's going to be everywhere. So, uh, speaking of, we teased it earlier. Final Fantasy broke gotcha laws and had to apologize. They had to apologize. Turns out that Square went ahead and broke uh, some Japanese laws with a gotcha system in War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, and just now is paying the price. This actually happened a little while ago. Uh, The actual 
indiscretion, let's say. <laughs> uh, so they were actually investigated by Japan's Consumer Affairs uh, Agency and found to be violating the law in War of Vision's banners that it offered through November 2020. According to Silicon Era, translating Square's statement and a four-gamer story from their original Japanese, the banners guaranteed players UR units or UR vision cards after a set number of rolls, but in practice, most of the possible combinations of the rewards were never actually offered. Affected people were given 2,000 Vizior and an in-game, an in-game currency used to summon units, refill RNG, and to buy store items. That currency can also be earned for free by way of login bonuses and mission rewards. Paid packs range anywhere from $0.99 cents to $40 in the United States. So a little bit of a uh, sorry we done broke the law. Uh, sorry we got bad. caught. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sorry we got caught. This is one of those games where I tried it and it's like, no, this this feels grimy, and I dropped it after like a week or two. Uh, see, I was that I was like that with Opera Omnia, and yeah. I know a lot of people like that one, but and War of the Visions, I should say, but I, I didn't like either of them. The, <laughs> the one that really turned me off, like I would have been more with Square, no, uh, but all the bravest, just I was like, oh. what are you doing? I am never touching anything mobile you do again after this. Oh, by the way, uh, sometime between, you know, now and whenever, <laughs> whenever, um, you'll be able to queue as the same heroes as other people in your squad in Marvel's Avengers. They should have more information yeah. on that by the end of July. Let's slide over <laughs> and do love it or leave it. This is our last segment of every show where I give you something Square Enix related, whether it's a game, a feature in a game, a press release, something, uh, or an idea. And I ask you, love it, you want more of it, or leave it. So we're going to go through our answers. Make sure you put your answers in the comments below on YouTube or over on readycheckradio.com. I've been giving all the panel here remasters the last couple of weeks since that is the running theme in Square Enix. But I don't want to pick the ones that everybody picks. So today, gentlemen, I would like to know, Square Enix's first game for the PlayStation 2, should that be remastered? Do you want to see The Bouncer make a comeback, Tark? The Bouncer remastered. Love it or leave it? Out of all the games, you have to pick. Well, I wasn't going to give you an easy one. Uh, I'm gonna leave this and really, you didn't if, like the beat 'em up. No, that game was just bad. <laughs> no, leave no it. No, it it got bounced from my, my <laughs> collection. Even wow, he traded that shit in. I did, and I don't trade in anything. But would you buy a pixel remaster for eighteen dollars? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't want the no. bouncer. You're going to leave it, huh? I'm leaving it. All right. Kronos, the bouncer remastered. Love it or leave it? So I like the bouncer, actually. I think it's a it's a middling game at best. It's an unplug so, your mind and punch some some, some shit game. Uh, 
I need some nausea medication now. <laughs> I'm still gonna say leave it because to me, if if this were to get remastered, it means that we're overlooking things that I think actually deserve it. Oh no 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 no! Take that out of it. You can't do that. You can't do that. It just okay, well, in, then, a vacuum, right, then, in a vacuum. In a vacuum. All right, all right, all right. Then yes, I would. I would love. I would totally buy a remaster of the bouncer. I would I'll, too. I'll I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. I but would. They gotta put. They gotta put multiplayer in it, but then you can't be the same heroes. No. So no. and there's not gonna be any crossplay. <laughs> no. Okay. I totally rebounced. Oh my god, Jason, that is the best name. That is the like best name. name. It is oh the Kingdom Hearts name. Square Enix rebounced. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Chat hanging out live with us, of course. Don't go anywhere because right after the show, we'll be going live with Miss Faye Death. Welcome back, Mustache. Oh, hey. Thanks. How y'all doing today? Good, good. Would you buy the Bouncer remastered or rebounced, as it were? If it were named rebounced, absolutely. You just to support the name, you're like, yeah. Oh, ab- I yeah, that. I'm, I'm totally down. Yeah. What are we playing tonight? Oh, we are back to the outer worlds because I believe we're getting pretty close on that main storyline. I so. said that like I didn't recognize yeah. you had the stash. I know, on. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's an all occasion stash. It is. It, it is. So you never it's, know. This stash has the ability to be formal and casual. <laughs> this stash eats caviar and can drink Mike Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> exactly. From day to night, wherever you're going, <laughs> multi-purpose chat. Uh, Faye will be going live right after the show, so don't go anywhere. No stream from Miss Faye Death next Thursday, though, with the you know, July 4th holiday stuff, people traveling around. So, uh, no, we won't see you next week, Faye, but we'll see you the following week. So enjoy your stream and hanging out with chat tonight. On that note, uh, there will be no relic, um, no relic, Ryan, no gaming gumbo this Saturday, being July 3rd, giving the panel off. Uh, Yod wants to get some Korean barbecue anyway. He was willing to do the show, Word. but it's July 3rd, so I, you know, g- give everybody the day off. Everybody works hard. So show-wise, though, we will be back on Tuesday with Snowbound and Thursday with the Relic Grind next week. All streams will be scheduled as normal, except for a few. Like July 4th, that Sunday, nobody's going to stream, so you won't see Zista or Tark that night, and then Faye will be off next Thursday. But everything else... If you're following us on Twitter, we always tweet it out anyway. So you'll know what's going on. We'll be back with another Relic Grind next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Yeah, uh, same as always, Twitter. Um, I think I'm going to go log on to Guilty Gear and beat people up because I'm so angry about the $18.99 RPGs. Go, go check his Twitter. If you don't follow him, go follow him. Because <laughs> this week we, we got asked via Twitter and via Facebook if this was even legal. <laughs> like, was it even legal for Square to charge these prices for the remasters? <laughs> it shouldn't be. Krona, or Tarkoth, how about you, sir? Where can everybody follow you? Uh, on Twitch at Tarkoth Gaming, Twitter at Tarkoth Gaming, and here on Saturdays, mostly uh, Sunday nights, uh, here on Ready Check Radio doing near Replicant. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O on Twitter so that you know every time we go live with a show, every time we go live with a stream, and you can come and hang out with us and be wonderful and chat like uh, everybody was today. Stay safe. See you on the servers.